Hello, everybody. Welcome back to One More Minute. So I hope that you all decided to join me for another week of Moments Mondays. Now, initially, Moments Mondays was just supposed to be a summer thing. It was just a way to hold myself accountable and to make sure that I, you know, practice what I preach and that I was using my gift. I think that God has given me. Um, and because, you know, people love it so much, I've decided to extend it through the end of the year. So you'll be getting a little bit of mo every single week until the close of 2016. And so last week we took a break. This week um, we're talking about a television show that I've been watching for the last four weeks. And let me tell y'all, it has been amazing. Um, first of all, I'd like to thank Own, Oprah Winfrey, um, and Ayala Vizant for being so innovative and groundbreaking. Um, for the last four weeks, like I mentioned, I've been watching and hooked on Ayala Fix My Life for this new season. And the first couple episodes of the new season was called um, House of Healing. And when I tell y'all this was phenomenal, I've literally been ranting and raving to anybody that listened about how much I loved this series, how much I loved this season starter. And so the premise of the four-part four series, House of Healing, was about, you know, dissecting and breaking down the theory of the angry black woman and about doing the work to get to the root of why so many black women are carrying so much baggage while we're so angry while we're so emotional and while we feel like we have to be so strong so i literally sat down took some notes had me like some snacks had me some grapes um, i cried i screamed i clapped I took it all in. It was very, very informative. It was just very soul soothing. I mean, I literally just was in awe. And so I'll break it down for a couple of top women that were on the show. One of them notably, of course, was Lyra Galore. Um, you know, she's formerly an exotic dancer. She's like 22, 23, beautiful girl, was engaged to Rick Ross. Um, and so she was on the show because she was struggling with the breakup and she was also dealing with the demons of her absent father and a pregnancy that she had to terminate when she was 14. And a part of that, her father made absent. He lived down the street with, um, as she called a white woman, and he helped take care of her kids, but he didn't take care of her. He wasn't there for her. Then there were a set of twins who had bad relationships with men, uh, basically stemming from, from, again, an absent father. One of them was in a relationship with somebody for over 25 years. He cheated on her with a white woman. She started getting into all these unhealthy relationships. And one of the relationships, he actually broke her jaw and was physically abusive. Um, there was another woman who had a really bad relationship with her mom, hadn't spoken to her mom in years, like hated her mom, was just fine with not having a relationship with her mom. She was her mom's only child. Another one was raped and molested by a family member. He took her virginia at a young age, and for years she endured being raped and molested. And she told her mom about it. Her mom thought she was lying, and nobody believed her. So for 20 years, she was carrying around this baggage of someone taking advantage of her and sexually assaulting her. And so those are just a few of the women that were on the show, just to give you a scope of the type of things that these women were dealing with. And there were a couple parts of the show that I enjoyed or that I liked um, to kind of help the women on the show kind of do the work and dig deep in terms of getting over the things that have happened with them or better yet coping. Um, one of them was she made them wear shirts that described how they feel. One said, I feel, I feel sad. I feel abandoned. I feel angry to describe their experiences and where they were and what they were holding on to. Um, another part of it, she brought 
a group of black men in that exclusively date outside of their race. They're not interested in dating black women because black women are too angry. We got bad attitudes. We talk too much. We're just too much to handle. And she allowed the women to interact with the men and give their perspective about why they feel the way they do, how they hurt. And in the midst of that, you know, as a black woman, sometimes we underestimate the power of black men and their feelings and them being vulnerable. And I was able to see how some black men are also affected by their relationships or the lack thereof and their encounters with black women. And it was, it kind of gave you a better vision on the work that both black men and black women need to do in in terms of interacting with each other. Um, And then the last part was when things got too heavy, she allowed them to take a plastic bat and beat the stuffing out of a boxing, um, out of a punching bag. I mean, they were allowed to scream, yell, cry, hold the wall, throw the shoe, whatever it took to get that pain, anger, and resentment out. And so, although the content was heavy, I took away so many gems, but only I'm going to give you a few. Um, the gems can be taken whether you're a man or whether you're a woman, um, but it's definitely something that I think that every person should um be open and, and, and sound to. Um, one of them was, you never know the burden that someone is carrying. I think we go in and out of every day dealing with people, whether it's a negative experience or a positive one. And just because someone can dress it up and make it real for you doesn't mean that they're really real or that they marinate, right? Sometimes um, people are fighting uphill battles that we know nothing about. And we'd never know just by looking at them. So even in your experiences that you have with people, a lot of times people's reactions with you could have absolutely nothing to do with you. It could be doing, it could be some things that they've internalized. They could be having a bad day. They got into an argument with somebody and you're the closest person um, for them to take it out on. And when she said that, I just thought about conflicts that I've had with people or issues that I've had and how a lot of times it had nothing to do with me but everything to do with them. And it was just a matter of me being at a point where I could understand that and be more nimble to not, you know, to kind of give them a break, give them a pass, but also understand that I never know what people are going through. The next thing was relationships, 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 relationships. And I'm talking about relationships in all caps, bold lettering, 540 font count. I mean, that seemed to be the universal theme with every single person on the show. Every person was damaged by their interactions by, with someone and based on their relationships, whether it was a love interest or a parent. I was so taken aback. Like, literally, I never really thought about how broken people are based upon their relationships with people. Um, and it was so important. I learned it's so important to kind of monitor who we give our love and energy to, and to learn when to walk away. Um, The biggest thing that Ayala kind of taught them was knowing the difference between fixing and fostering relationships and knowing when to let things and people go. And a lot of people were hanging on to dead relationships. A lot of people were still harboring those ill feelings based upon things that people had done to them. And it was allowing them to just rot internally and to hold on to those things, especially with a woman that had been blessed for 20 years ago. Of course, it happened. It's very unfortunate, but he almost like, you got to let that thing go. You, you've allowed this thing to take over your whole life 
based upon this bad, toxic relationship. And that started to seep into her relationship with the father of her kids. She was dating a man that was continually cheating on her, a man that was taking advantage of her all because of a bad relationship and a toxic one, an abusive one that she refused to get over. Um, the third one, this one resigned with me the most. Don't let hate and anger foster. Um, this one didn't, it kind of hit home for me, but not really at the same time. Um, you know, there are a few people on your list, whether it's a short one or a long one, that you'll have like a strong disdain for. Whether you had a bad experience, whether it did something to you, whether it was a misunderstanding. Um, but you can't let that be the reason that you can't move on and that you can't let things go. I'm um, just watching the show. I kind of saw how ugly and how heavy holding grudges looks. And it made me think, it made me evaluate even in my own life, people that I quote unquote hate or don't like, how I need to let those things go because, first of all, hate is a strong word, but you know, how do you let those things go because it's just ugly, it just makes you act ugly, makes you act out of character, makes you just, it bogs you down, makes you overthink everything, makes you insecure, you just got to let that stuff go, um, it's just not cute, and so the more of the story is, you just got to let things go and let God, let him handle it, let it go. Let the hate go, let the anger go, let the sadness go, let the resentment go, and just give it away and disperse it to the universe and let it do its thing. Um, the fourth thing was to be willing to grow. Obviously, the ladies that entered to the house saw some things in themselves that they needed to change, that they wanted to change, that they saw room for growth. So entering to the house was clearly the first step. So a part of being willing to grow includes being transparent and vigilant with yourself and knowing what needs to be fixed and what needs to be improved. Number five, you don't always have to be strong. Um, and this is one thing that I've had to learn, um, especially dealing with like the death of my father, going through a bad breakup. Um, I don't always have to be like, oh girl, I'm over it in two weeks. No, I can take as much time as I need to get over it. Don't take too much time, but I have the right to be, be weak. I have the right to be vulnerable. I have the right to just to break down and build myself up. And I, when I think about my friends and I, we always give ourselves unrealistic deadlines to get over things. We always have to be strong and never give ourselves a chance to fully move on. We don't, we aren't doing ourselves or anyone in favor by sweeping things up under the rug. It's kind of like, you know, living in a house and it's like you, you clean it up and you just kind of like sweep the dirt under the like welcome mat. But over time, the dirt just piles up and at some point you got to remove it. It's kind of like that. You know, just piling things on top of hurt, disappointment, resentment, anger, hate, sadness, heartbreak, etc. Um, it allows those things to fester and to grow into like negative spaces. You can get like a bad, sick, dead plant. Um, and it's a pair to do the work to cut things at the root so they don't grow out of control. But in the same breath, you have to give yourself time, but not too much to get over things and just kind of move on. Allow yourself to have those weak moments, those weak moments are teachable moments and oftentimes God gives us lessons so we can learn it the first time and when you sweep th sweep things up under the rug we have to keep learning the lesson over and over and over again um number six do the work 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 um in the words of Ayala beloved never be too big or too smart to do the work where there is a will there is a way you got to do the work to be the best version of yourself every day we have new mercies every day we have a new chance to be who we want to be Every day we have a new slate to not be who we were yesterday, even when people want to hold us to how we used to do things, or how we used to be. We have the power to be new creatures. May it happen overnight, but baby steps make big grown people steps and helps us get to the best version of ourselves. 
And so the last thing is, Ayala left us with this poem, which I thought was die freaking Um, and I had to share with you. It's by Jackson Kiddart. Anything that annoys you is teaching you patience. Anyone who abandons you is teaching you how to stand up on your own two feet. Anything that angers you is teaching you forgiveness and compassion. Anything that has power over you is teaching you how to take your power back. Anything you hate is teaching you unconditional love. Anything you fear is teaching you courage to overcome your fear. Anything you can't control is teaching you how to let go. I thought that poem was perfect. I thought it was relatable. I thought it was relevant to each and every person that's listening to this podcast, every person that walks this earth. Every day, somebody's dealing with something, whether it's with yourself, whether it's with a loved one, whether it's with a relationship, whether it be professional or personal. And and Yanla just was able to bring so many things home. I saw how many people are broken. Like, even in myself, I see the brokenness that I even deal with, right? And the things that I need to do to fix it, to become whole again, whether it's something big or whether it's something small. So I love watching House of Healing. Ayala fixed my life so full. And it was just so freaking good. Like, I was tweeting Ayala, like, oh, my God, Ayala, you just fixed my life. Like, oh, my God, Ayala, this is amazing. Um, it definitely validated all the things I've been talking about in my podcast, things that I'm working on, things that my friends are working on, things that I've seen, things that I've been reading about. And it, says, it just seems like even though I'm watching Ayala fix other people's lives, she always somehow manages to fix mine, too. And so whether you're a man, a woman, a cat, a dog, whether you're black or white, do yourself a favor and watch the latest four-part series of Ayala House of Healing. I promise you'll feel, you'll leave feeling real good, real full. So as always, I'm going to keep giving you Mo. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Make sure that you figure out a way how to watch own to watch this series. I promise you it's amazing. Watch with your friends, your mom, your dad, your sisters, your, your dogs, your cat, whoever. Watch it. Get into it. It's so awesome. It's so informative. It was so deep. It was so good. You know, as a woman of color, you know, who wants to sprinkle black girl magic everywhere? I got to do the work to stay whole so I can have some magic to sprinkle. Whether you're a man, watch this too, because you go through the same things we go to go through. It's just yours is just dressed up with masculinity and a little bass in your voice. So as always, I'm going to keep giving you a moment. Make sure you log on to www.sbrproject.com for the Single Black Female Project. Make sure you follow the Single Black Female Project at SBF Project. Make sure you follow me, Monique, at, at Monificent11, M-O-N-I-F-I-C-N-T-11-1-1. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy it. Another assignment of Moments Monday is going to keep rocking through the end of the year. When you listen to this, drop below in my comments what you want to talk about, what has blessed you, what works, what doesn't. I'm open to constructive criticism. I just want to keep giving you my talk to you soon. Have an amazing week and happy Monday.